Our scripture reading for this morning is Psalm 139, verses 1 through 14. Hear the word of the Lord. O Lord, you have searched me and known me. You know when I sit down and when I rise up. You search out my path and my lying down and are acquainted in all my ways. Oh, before a word is on my tongue, oh Lord, you know it completely. You hem me in behind and before and lay your hand upon me. Such knowledge is too wonderful for me. It is so high that I cannot attain it. Where can I go from your spirit? Or where can I flee from your presence? If I ascend to the heaven, you are there. If I make my bed in Sheol, you are there. If I take the wings of the morning and settle at the farthest limits of the sea, even there your hand shall lead me and your right hand shall hold me fast. If I say, surely the darkness shall cover me and the light all around me become night. Even the darkness is not dark to you. The night is as bright as the day, for darkness is as light to you. For it was you who formed my inward parts. You knit me together in my mother's womb. I praise you, for I am fearfully and wonderfully made. Wonderful are your works that I know very well. Pray with me for a second. Lord, empower me by your spirit to preach. May the hearer hear, and may they come out of this place better. And as a deer thirsts for the water, so our souls thirst for you, the living God. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Psalm 139 can be described as profoundly poetic, deeply personal, seriously theological, and practically applicable for liturgy. In verse 1, the psalmist uses phrases such as, examine me, uses the phrase, you know me. Isn't it wonderful that God knows us? And this reveals the intimate, heartfelt, deeply personal nature of the song which was written by an individual, a person who was experiencing persecution. This person was experiencing hardships. This person was experiencing troubles. This person was experiencing hostility. This person was experiencing hostility. And my question this morning is, has any of you ever experienced hardships in your life? Maybe two or three, I don't know about that. <laughs> Anybody here ever experienced persecution and hostility and even opposition in your church. Oh, I know I'm preaching this morning. <laughs> the psalm is deeply personal because of its lament in verses 17 through 14. What is lament? Well, I'm glad you asked. <laughs> lament is to express sorrow. Lament is to complain. Lament is to weep. Lament is to cry out to God in distress. 
One writer penned, lamentation is a powerful and meaningful form of worship because it places our love for God above even the worst situations in our lives. My brothers and sisters this morning, I want you to know it's okay to lament. Jesus lamented, Job lamented, the psalmist lamented, Jeremiah lamented, because to lament is to cry out to the God who sees, because we wonder, God, do you see me in my trouble and in my mess? Because, God, we lament because we want to be comforted by the fact that we know that you see us. When was the last time that you lamented? When was the last time that I lamented? When was the last time that we lamented? When was the last time that your youth lamented? When did we ever give space for youth to lament in church because we want our youth to just be so happy? But do we see them when they're struggling? My brothers and sisters, this time, this week you got like two days, right? So when you go pray and walk through these wonderful streets of Princeton or however you do it, just be real with God. Just tell God, my youth ministry stinks. <laughs> oh, you don't hear me right now. Just tell God that this young person, you God, you got to deal with them because it, it might be a problem. Just tell God, I don't really like my pastor. Psalm 139 is seriously theological because the psalmist expresses awe regarding the excellence of God's thought, the heights of God's omniscience, the amazement and sense of wonder of the God's presence is with us, adoration that God is guiding us wherever we go and marvel about God's omnipresence. It's a story, right? It's a story about a child. My child is here for taking child is work day, so I'm working, right? So there's a story, it's a preacher, right, preaching the son. They went to Toys R Us before it closed, right? Went to Toys R Us and first son, first child, and the son gets lost. And so the first child, you know, your first child, you know, it's all frantic. You don't want them to walk. The second child, they can fall all over the place, right? What's well, the first child, right? So the first child is in towards us. The first child is lost. The father gets afraid. The father goes to the security person and says this, I can't find my son. I can't find my son. The security person says, yo, chill out. It's going to be all right. I can't find my son. Then the father says, do you have a camera? He said, yeah, I got a camera. Can I go to the camera? Okay, sir, you can come to the camera. And scan the floor. Can you scan the floor? And he sees his son playing with toys. He says, keep an eye on him. Keep the camera on him. Then he says this, you got an intercom? He says, yeah. So he takes the intercom and grabs it and he says, Kermit! <laughs> and the son looks around, Kermit! And the son recognizes the voice. The father says, stay where you are. It's daddy. Don't move. I see you even though you don't see me. And stay there because I'm on the way. Oh, you don't hear me. My brothers and sisters this morning, in those moments that you think that God cannot see you and that you cannot see God, just remember that God sees you and the invisible hand of God is active and is looking after our lives. 
This psalm, my brothers and sisters, is deeply personal, but it's also practically applicable for worship. Why is it practically applicable? Because this particular psalm is a hymn. Somebody say a hymn. Oh, you don't wake up. Come on, wake up. Somebody say a hymn. Not him, a hymn. It's a hymn. A hymn is wonderful. It contains elements of a hymn because hymns are expressions of praise, Expressions of worship, expressions of joy and celebration, reverence, adoration, admiration, thanksgiving, exceeding gladness, gratitude for God, for what God has done, who God is, and for what God is doing in our lives. The psalm is a hymn, and it is an acknowledgement that God is worthy. God's worship, God is worthy to be praised in spite of what we go through, in spite of our trouble, in spite of our tears, in spite of our ministry, that God is worthy to be praised. Is there anybody here this morning that knows that God is worthy to be praised? You know, I might got my little PhD thing in academic, but I come from church that we praise, that we lift our hands. So can we just pretend we're at my church today? <laughs> the, the, the psalmist is a hymn, and hymns provoke us. They, they, they cause us to turn our attention from our situations to God. Hymns cause us to reflect on God's graciousness. The psalmist is trying to get us to remember God's mercy and think deeply about God's holiness and to consider God's compassion and to meditate on God's faithfulness, to recall God's provision and to celebrate God's providential care. The psalmist, using my exegetical, homiletical imagination, I can think and be, recall and just imagine the psalmist singing psalms like this. A mighty fortress is our God. All praise to God who reigns above. I need thee, oh, I need thee. Every hour I need thee. My faith looks up to thee. To God be the glory. Great is thy faithfulness. How many people know that great is God's faithfulness? The, the psalm is God-centered because good psalms, good hymns are God-centered, but good use ministry in the visual age is God-centered. This hymn is inspirational, it's reflective, it's theological, it's transformative. And those are all aspects of good youth ministry in a vehicle, this particular age. We want to take out everything and just have pizza parties, right? But can we make pizza theological? Can we make communion reflective, right? The psalm reminds us of these things, and then we're going home, right? Then I'm going to hang out with my daughter. One that God is wonderful. Some translations point the attention to us, but some translations, I think more literally and appropriately, point the translation to God. One translation said that God is awesome. And we need to be reminded when we're working with youth that is God-centered. And even when we get tired and want to quit, we got to be reminded and place our attention on God and remember that God is wonderful. Touch your neighbor and say, God is wonderful. Oh, they don't think God's wonderful. They still sleep. Turn to the other neighbor and say, God is wonderful. Songwriter said, our God is awesome. 
God can move mountains, keep us in the valley, hide us from the rain, heals us when we're broken, gives us strength when we're weakened. Forever, God will reign. But the psalmist doesn't just remind us that God is wonderful. The psalmist also reminds us this, that we in our humanity and God's creation, we are a wonderful part of God's creation. Reminds us of those young people that you see. They are a wonderful part of God's creation. This particular psalm is reflecting back to Genesis 1:26, and this is the creation narrative. And it reminds us that we were created in the image of God, which means this, that youth ministry is not all one size fits all, but each person is unique and distinguishable and individual and incredible and significant and has value and is special. But you also, you're not just individuals who are working. You also are wonderful individuals, significant, have value. And even when people don't see what you do, to God, you're still wonderful, significant, incredible, awesome, great. But then this, it reminds us of this that when the psalmist looks at creation, it challenges and provokes the psalmist to praise, to praise God for the beauty that the psalmist sees, the aesthetics, the wonder. It causes the psalmist to have a sense of awe. And when one has a sense of awe, one should praise God. But the challenge of the psalmist was this. It's the challenge to praise God publicly. Well, you don't get me to praise God unashamed, to praise God unapologetically, to praise God without abandon. And sometimes we gotta move past our traditions, our ethos, the way that church has always been done. And some of us need to just say, God, I don't care about my neighbor. I don't care about what they have to say. But all I know, if I remember you've been so faithful and you've done this in my life and you've done this in my life and you've been there for me when I didn't think I would make it. And because you are so faithful, I don't care what the preacher, the elder, the presbytery, the bishops or anybody will think right now. I don't care about a professor at Princeton, Barnes or anybody. I will lift my hands to you because you are so good and you are so awesome and you are so worthy to be praised. Psalmist, I'm going to trust you, God. That's verse 24. God, this stinks. <laughs> but I'm going to trust you. It's an even though praise. That's what the psalmist is saying. He's saying this. Even though things stink right now, I'm going to give you an even though praise. Even though we have no money in our youth budget, I'm going to give you an even though praise. Even though we got two youth in the church and they're getting ready to graduate and go to college. <laughs> I'm gonna give you even though praise. Even though I feel inadequate, I feel like I don't have any education, I feel like I don't have enough time, and when I look at myself, I don't feel like I'm even worthy enough to be working with these wonderful young people. I'm still give you even though praise because God you are wonderful 
And as I get ready to take my seat, just remember, God is wonderful. Many, Lord, my God, are the wonders you have done. God is wonderful. Oh, what a wonderful God we have. God is wonderful. For God has done so many wonderful things. God is wonderful. Tell of God's glory among the nations, God's wonderful deeds among God's people. God is wonderful. Blessed be the Lord who alone works wonders. God is wonderful. Oh, sing to the Lord a new song, for God has done wonderful things. God is wonderful. Oh, God, you have taught me from my youth, and I will declare your wondrous deeds. God is wonderful. And his name will be called Wonderful Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father, and Prince of Peace. My brothers and sisters today, God is wonderful. How do I know God's wonderful? Because I know how far God brought me. How do I know God's wonderful? Because God can take a brother from a street corner and put him in a PhD program. Glory to God. God can take a person who saw nothing in himself and say, you're wonderful. And you're wonderful. And God loves you.